0: Welcome to the Sports Machine with Slim. We're going to wrap up the first week of 2024 today. What an NFL season we're looking forward to here with the playoffs coming up. I'm just looking at the standings right now in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills play Miami on Sunday night. If Buffalo wins that game, Buffalo can be the number two seed in the AFC. We know already Baltimore has clinched the number one seed. If Buffalo beats Miami, they can be the number two seed in the AFC. If Buffalo loses to Miami Sunday night, they could be out of the playoffs. That's how tight things are in the AFC. And you look at the NFC, and it's almost it's, it's a, a pretty similar type of picture. You have San Francisco has wrapped things up. They got the number one seed in the NFC, but then you have three teams at eleven and five. You got the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, and Philadelphia Eagles. So Dallas and Philly—they're in the same division. We don't know who's going to win that division. It's likely to be the Cowboys, but there is so much jostling that still can go on here. It's so many teams have a shot to make a run in the NFL. This year. And as a football fan, I just find it awesome looking at these last this last week of games here for what the potential opportunities can be in it. Like I said, it adds all up to Sunday night, Baltimore, I mean sorry, Miami and Buffalo. We're going to talk about that game with some of our expert callers today on the show. My brother Dave should be calling in the pistol, maybe B. Cal. We're going to get some opinions on the various football games and maybe the Monday night game, even though we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. The National College Championship for football. Washington Huskies taking on Michigan Wolverines. I'm all in on Michigan. I'll say Washington's luck runs out Monday. We'll dig into that either later today or more in detail definitely on Monday. Last night, the Bruins. If I told you that... uh, Geeky would have a goal and two assists. Pasternak a goal and two assists. Marshan, two goals. And Jake Debrusque a goal in the game. What would you think? You'd think, well, hey, good night for the Bruins. We won. No. Bruins lose six to five versus Pittsburgh. They were down by three. Uh, it was four to two. Pittsburgh was leading at the end of the first period. Pittsburgh extended out to five to two. The Bruins battle back, make it five to five. But Cindy Crosby nets a goal. Pittsburgh wins 6-5, to five. and Jim Montgomery, I heard on an interview, was asked, he's a coach of the Bruins, he was asked, hey, did you at any point consider making a goalie change? Jeremy Swayman was in goal last night, and we've talked about it a couple times here over the last few weeks on the Sports Machine with Slim, should the Bruins make a trade with one of their goalies? Get an extra piece instead of having uh, an incredible goalie sitting on the bench just kind of wasting away each game. Whether it's Almark or Swayman, only one of them can play at a time. So you're just kind of wasting that talent if they're sitting on the bench and one of them's sitting on the bench every single game. So why not maybe move one of those guys and let, hey, let the, the other dude is, uh, is going to be the guy that rolls in net for the rest of the season for the most part. You bring somebody else up and can start once every uh, five, six games, something like that. Did Jim Montgomery consider pulling Swayman last night? He said, yes, yes, we did. And I think in the second period was where they really had some thoughts. But in the end, Montgomery said, I wanted to see if he could battle through it. Want to give your goalie a chance to kind of battle through and see what happens. I like this Jim Montgomery guy. I'm a, I'm a fan. I know Cassidy had some success here, Definitely. Montgomery took over the reins last year. Leads us to the best regular season record in hockey history, NHL history. Bows out in the first round of the playoffs. Unfortunate. But Florida was peaking when we ran into them. Well, now we're going to be battling through another season here. Jim Montgomery at the helm. We're right at the top of the league standings again for regular season record. But something just feels a little bit different to me. I really, I really have seen something with this Bruins team as I watch more and more that they, they're not approaching it the same as last year. Last year it seemed like they were on a mission. We're going to try to smash teams every single game. Let's go. This year has been a little bit more of a – I feel like they're more relaxed. And that's the way I want them to be. In hockey, it's obvious. You can have the best regular season record of all time. And still lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like it doesn't matter. Your regular season in hockey, it matters to a certain degree, but in it, overall, it, you know, it, it, it's it's worthless. If you just make the playoffs and be feeling good, be healthy. So that's what we're looking for from this year, especially when we got so many new guys, Geeky coming in, Van Riemsdyk coming in. We're trying to build chemistry and put the pieces together to see. Hey, can we make a run at the Stanley Cup this year? Some tells me we're going to be able to. I know I'm not a hockey expert. We talked with Thomas Polk yesterday, former NHL player, who said, Hey, you know, Jim, the great thing about the Bruins is we are in a spot where you kind of don't have to do anything right now. You don't have to make any moves. You're playing well. You can just kind of see what happens as the season moves along. And when the trade deadline comes, hey, if we need to make a move, We'll do it, maybe for a goalie or maybe for someone else. Who the heck knows what we're going to do. But for right now, we're in a good position. And I agree with that. Let's just keep on moving along. Just like we do here on the Sports Machine every day. We move along from one topic over to the other. This is New Hampshire's next-generation sports talk radio show, people. The Boston Celtics play tonight. Utah, Utah Jazz. McBFQ called in the show yesterday predicting a big night for Mr. Kelly O'Linick. We'll see if if he brings it tonight. Celtics are 16-0 at home. Undefeated. Celtics have not lost at home. And I'll tell you what. You win a couple more games, and you know what we're going to be talking about in the national media? You're going to see it on ESPN and other places. Can the Celtics go undefeated at home this year? That's what's going to be out there. And then as soon as that gets out there, we'll probably lose the game. But But I do think this is the type of challenge that I even talked about during the in-season tournament when we lost Indiana with the Celts. I want teams to look at their games against the Celtics, the upcoming games that they're going to be playing against the Celtics, and kind of circle those games and say, we want to take that team down. We want to beat the Celts. Let's go in and, and really play our hardest tonight. I want the Celtics players to get used to that level of competition. We need it. We want to have that mark out there on us. Like, hey, yeah, when you come to play the Celtics, this is no joke. You're going to get a battle. And so I think you win this game tonight. I, I, I will predict you start to see that in the national media. This is, can the Celtics go undefeated at home? Let's see, because we have the talent to do it. This is, this is I mean, you can look and say, oh, well, in the, in the Western Conference, Denver Nuggets, they're incredible. By the way, Nikola Jokic last night did hit a game winner at the buzzer. Mr. Jason Tatum hasn't done it yet, unfortunately, but Nicole Jokic did. They win 130 to 127 over the Warriors. A bank job off the backboard by Jokic to win the game at the buzzer. 130 to 127. It'd be nice for Tatum to do that one of these days. I'm rooting for you, buddy. (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm waiting and I'm rooting for you, Jason Tatum. It's going to happen. The Jason Tatum. Game winner or game tire countdown clock still is in effect. Still another day has ticked off without him doing it. Maybe tonight, but I hope we blow this team out tonight. Go in, handle business against the Utah Jazz like you should, and let's get Peyton Pritchard starting to make some threes again. That uh, 24% field goal percentage from three-point land over the last four games for Peyton Pritchard. we got to turn that around, man. you got to be money. When you're shooting those threes, got to be money. If you're going to be playing in these games in the playoffs, you are going to need to make your threes. All of the Celtics are. Or else we're going to lose. The Celtics take the most threes in the NBA. Yeah, we make the most, but we take the most. Our field goal percentage from three, I said yesterday, it's 10th best in the league. Well, if we're going to be taking the most threes in the league, guess what? You're going to be shooting threes in the playoffs. So the defense will ramp up higher. There's no doubt about that. We're just going to have to make the threes. So get used to making them now, baby. Let's do it. Big NFL weekend. Buffalo at Miami, I told you, the end of Sunday night. Just the way this has worked out the last couple weeks of the NFL schedule is just uh, mind-blowing. But Saturday, tomorrow, we kick the NFL action off. Baltimore, Ravens against the Steelers. Steelers need to win the game to make the playoffs. What's going to happen? baltimores We already know Lamar Jackson's not playing. He's sitting. I kind of think that doesn't matter. Baltimore's very tough. They're not going to want Pittsburgh to walk all over them. I'll tell you that. So you get a battle there, and then you got Houston, Indianapolis, and another Saturday game. We got a lot of NFL action to break down. That's what we're going to be doing next when we come back from commercial break here on the Sports Machine with Slim WKXL Radio. 1450 a.m. 103.9 fm Concord 101.9 fm Manchester nh talkradio.com With Slim, we're gonna be talking football this segment. For those of you out there that don't know, and that's probably everybody, my New Year's resolution this year was to not bet on any sporting events. Horse racing, that's okay, but sporting events, I said I'm gonna try and make it through the entire 2024 year without making a wager on sporting events. I have live action from previous tickets that I still roll over and can root for, but nothing new. And I've managed to uh, hold tight to that thus far. We'll see if it can keep on going. It's a daily struggle, but I still can talk my football and still talk about some spreads. And I'd like to welcome in my brother Dave onto the airwaves to talk some, some football games and some, some action if, uh, if he has the time.
1: Good morning, Slim. I do have the time, although I feel like I shouldn't be picking any games with you if you are not betting any NFL action.
0: Well, I think you should because I will tell you right now: the the games that I have good opinions on are much more likely to win if I'm not betting them.
1: <laughs> right. that, is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> There's a well-documented history there of your ability uh, ability to uh, to mush on certain games.
0: When I am not betting, I am the best at picking games. I don't know how I do it, but it's just amazing. I can go undefeated. And, and this week I have a couple of games that I really like, but um, we can start with Saturdays if you want, or we can just talk about whatever games you really like. There's really just one, Dave, I'll tell you that, that I like a lot, is I, I like the Bears over Green Bay. I don't know if you have an opinion on that game or where you want to start, but that's just the one game I would throw out there to start.
1: No, I'm with you. I like the Bears. I think people have this preconceived notion that teams playing for their football lives have a greater success rate than maybe other teams that have already cashed it in. And I would just you know, go back one year when Green Bay had a game against the Detroit Lions. It was the last game of the year. It was a win-and-they're-in situation and Detroit ended up winning that game with nothing on the line. So Green Bay's already been in this situation. They've already failed once. I, I mean, for me, I think Justin Fields is playing great. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of stories out there about whether or not the Bears are going to move on, draft another quarterback, trade Justin Fields. So Justin Fields is actually, he's playing for something, and his teammates, if they like him, they're playing for him as well. So I I do think there's some motivation for the Bears, and and I just don't think that the Packers are really there yet. They haven't arrived. They're not a team that I trust. So for me, I'm in on Chicago as well.
0: Gambling is so big in the sporting world today. I mean, it was for us growing up, and it has been for me for 30-some-odd years, betting football every single weekend or any single day that I could possibly do it. Um, What I have noticed as a trend through these past 30-some-odd years of gambling, especially in the last week or two, of the NFL season, like you mentioned there, Davis, people have a tendency to go, hey, this team needs to win to get in the playoffs. Like, they're going to win. And what I have found through time is just almost all the time that team loses. And and I, I, there's a bunch of games this weekend where teams are in that spot, and I just guarantee you a couple of them are going to lose. And, and one, you start there with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Like, oh, Baltimore's nothing to play for. It does not matter. Tomorrow, Saturday, you get the game. If the Steelers win, I think they're automatically in the playoffs, but I'm not 100% positive on that, honestly. Uh, But the Ravens have nothing to play for. They've already secured the number one seed. I'll tell you what. I I just don't think the Steelers are very good. I think the Ravens' backups will want to win. I predict Baltimore wins that game. So
1: I guess, so I think it was two or three years ago. I don't know if you'll remember or if anybody listening will remember, but the Indianapolis Colts, I believe, were 17-point favorites on the final day against maybe the Houston Texans, and they lost that game. They were in a win and your win situation. I think biggest favorite of the year when they lost that game. So it, 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 this happens way more than it doesn't happen. Uh, Pittsburgh's not in with a win. I think they, they still need some help. But Baltimore's backups are actually not that bad. Like I I, I like their backups. And I'll tell you who I'm not a fan of, and that's Mason Rudolph. I wasn't a fan of his at Oklahoma (laughs) State. I'm still not a fan of his at Pittsburgh. I mean, the fact that they're going to him, even though Kenny Pickett is up and running and he he just tells you like they're not in a good situation there. So I I think it's going to draw a lot of fans. I think they got it in the the right time slot because everybody's going to want to tune into that game. But I'm, I'm on Baltimore as well.
0: Yeah, Baltimore just does not like Pittsburgh, and uh, we, we'll, see. we'll see if that can play out. But the fans in Baltimore are hungry. I mean, they think they can get a championship team here this year, and, and there's no reason to think that they can't. So the fans going to that stadium, they're going to be loud. They're ready to cheer. They want want to send this team into the playoffs here with the the win. So I just think the hunger feeling in the stadium amongst the fans, amongst the players on the team, Baltimore's coming to play with whoever shows up on the field. After that, tomorrow night, Saturday night, we got Houston, Texas, Texans, and Indianapolis Colts, Dave. This is a game I think everybody's lining up on Houston because C.J. Stroud has been so good and Tomiko Ryan's coming in there at Houston. I mean, they, they have turned things around. It's been awesome to see. But Indianapolis is a team that's just like been under the radar all, all year long, and these two teams are tied. The winner is going to make the playoffs, but the, the loser is not probably. So what, what do you think in that game? I, I just think everybody's going to lean towards Houston.
1: This is, this is actually my best football play of the weekend. I love the Indianapolis Colts in this game. I don't understand why it is that everybody's on the Houston Texans. I mean, I, I know that there's a, a, a large following around CJ Stroud, right? They're the new up and coming team. They're young. People want to root for them. But if you look at the records, Houston away from home this year has been terrible. I mean, terrible. So <laughs> if you want to run down, we can. But their wins are against the Jets on the road. I mean, other than that, I think I, they've lost to some really bad teams on the road. Now they're going to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is playing their best football of the season, and they're somehow not getting any action. I think it's a, a total misread. I don't like Houston on the road at all. I think I think Indy wins, and I think Indy wins easy.
0: Houston lost at the Carolina Panthers
1: 15-13. Hmm. Houston on the road this year is not good. So they, they lost by 16 to Baltimore. They lost by 20 at Jacksonville. They lost to Atlanta on the road by two. They lost to Carolina by two. They beat Cincinnati on the road. And if I'm not mistaken, that was when the Joe Burrow incident happened. Uh, 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 they were playing without Jamar Chase or somebody in that game. And Tyler Boyd dropped a ball at the end of the game to win. So they should have won that game. Then they, they lost to the Jets 30-6 to on the road. And they beat Tennessee in overtime at Tennessee. Like those are their road games this year. When you lose to the Jets and to Atlanta on the road, I, like I'm, I'm not betting you in a playoff scenario where you're you know you have to win to get in. Like I, I just think Indianapolis is the best play of the weekend.
0: No, CJ Stroud was hurt for a couple of those games, I believe. Uh, but I'm with you. Yeah, everybody just wants to play Houston because nobody. I mean, nobody even knows people on Indiana Indianapolis, the Colts. They're just so under the radar this season, but uh, that's that's a game I would expect. You're going to be right on that one. Again, I'm not betting it, so hey, everybody, feel <laughs> free to load up. Feel free to load up a couple of these games that people I know are going to be taking. This one, Dave, it fits right in the sweet spot of what we were talking about earlier. Tampa Bay Bucks play at Carolina. I'm going to tell you what, Tampa Bay like needs to win to win this division. They're only four and a half point favorites at Carolina. That seems so easy. I like Tampa Bay. I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's been playing great this year. I would be looking to like run in to bet Tampa Bay most most times in the past. Something <laughs> sneaky about that game, man. So, I, I do
1: think that Tampa Bay is going to find a way to get it done. I don't think it's going to be easy. I, they don't have the type of team that makes things easy, as shown by the fact that they lost last week with a chance to clinch against New Orleans at home. I think that was, that game was at Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And they got beaten up. It wasn't close. Right, So I, I do think there's a little bit of, of uh, anxiety in Tampa Bay, which is why I think it's going to be a close game. And Carolina's still playing because they've lost their first-round draft pick. So they're, they're actively trying to win these games. There's no benefit in them tanking. So they're going to give an A-F. But I just think ultimately Tampa Bay will find a way to win this game. But I would never lay the points with them. I don't, I'm not a fan of giving, I what is it, five points this weekend? Four and a half, I think you'd said. Yeah. Like, I think it's a really close game, but I, I stay away from. It. I don't, I don't trust Baker Mayfield, and I certainly don't trust Bryce Young. I'll just, I'll watch that game for fun. Only
0: well, we got a couple minutes here. We got Jacksonville at Tennessee. See, this is another one. Jacksonville favored by three and a half. Interesting. They need to win to get in the playoffs. If they win, they win the division. But they're on the road against Tennessee, and I, it, I mean, I, I don't really know which way I'd lean here, Dave.
1: Yeah, so I'm on Jacksonville for sure in this game. And the the reason why, you got Trevor Lawrence is practicing. He didn't play last week. They weren't very good over the previous five weeks. But when you win 27-0, I I like your chances going into that final game. They're going to have to win their last two when they started off on the right track.
0: Wow, very succinct. Nice picks there, Dave. I appreciate that uh, insight. From you, my brother Dave, one of the top fans of the show, I appreciate you coming on the airwaves here. We're heading out to a commercial. You're listening to WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back with another exciting look into the games this week with one of our best callers. Machine with Slim. We haven't even talked about the Patriots yet. I have not talked about the Patriots at all. Phil Belichick. Is this the last game he'll be coaching for this team? I hope not. I have done a complete about face. I want him back as the coach of the Patriots next year, and I believe he's going to stay. I do believe he's going to stay. We can talk about this a little bit more with a caller on the line here. Pistol.
2: Come on in with your shot. Hey, Slim. Due to the rising cost of ammo, I am no longer able to provide warning shots.
0: That's yeah, don't waste it. Don't waste it. Keep <laughs> it in the holster and we'll use them when you need them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so Jets Patriots this weekend. Uh, I, you know, I love the way the Pats are playing lately. Uh, the, the three inter- the, the interceptions and fumbles there in the first quarter last week were rough to handle, but it was nice to see the team battle back against Buffalo. And uh, now we got the Jets this weekend for one final hurrah, potentially for uh, Mr. Belichick. Uh, but I'm surprised about your about face. I'm pretty sure that I listened to one of your shows where you just said, it's time to move on. Let's (laughs) kick him out the door along with the rest of the sports media in Boston. And uh, I don't think that is Kraft's plan. I think we got to keep Belichick. Obviously we need some help in the personnel decisions, but, and, and I, and I think Bill O'Brien can help us get this offense back on track in the next couple of years. So Slim, is it true have you done
0: the about-face? 100%. And, yeah, the first. this is the end of our fourth week, I believe, on the show here, the Sports Machine with Slim. And the first two weeks dominated uh, with me saying, we need to get rid of Belichick. Uh, 100%. He's old. He's not changing. We just keep moving down. But, uh, Pistol, e- every week, especially over the last couple of weeks, I'm watching these football games, and I'm watching the coaching decisions by, uh, I mean, Mike McCarthy uh, I can't get him out of my mind just the the inability for him to, to appropriately call a timeout or use a challenge just like when things are so obvious but this every coach makes horrible decisions every week and when I watch the Patriots I'm like Belichick really isn't making horrible decisions in but more importantly his team isn't quitting just like last week you mentioned Bailey Zappi throws three interceptions we got four turnovers in the four, first half and the team in the second half competes makes it a whatever, one-score game, we're not giving up, even in the throes of like a horrible season. That tells you Belichick has not lost the, the locker room.
2: Exactly. that It shows you what a great coach he is, yes. right? Yes. And it's not fun going through a season like this. It's not fun looking at how whacking the, the offense is. But when you watch that defense, that defense flies around. They play hard. They're missing their two best defenders, probably, in Judon and Gonzalez. I, I I'm so excited next year to see that defense and I'm excited to see what they do in the draft. I think, you know, the only thing that would kill us is we end up having the number three or four pick and we pick an offensive line. Be like, <laughs> Oh my God, are you kidding me?
0: But. Well, that's where the front office will need to step in and not allow that to happen. You need to draft a quarterback. It just has to happen. You can't you can't go into next season with with Zappi and Jones. Like you, you, that cannot happen. The other players on the team will be like, hey, I'm just showing up for a wasted year. But do you know this game means something to Belichick uh, Pistol? This game, if we lose, if the Patriots lose this game, Belichick ties Jeff Fisher and Dan Reeves for the most losses
2: all-time by an NFL coach. Did you know that? Oh, wow. I didn't know it was this game. I knew he was approaching that record, but I did not know that this game would tie him. So, that yeah, that's a terrible record to be on the record books for. Good thing he's also on the winning side.
0: Well, we, I think he's like 14 short of catching Shula for the all-time wins record. So what I'm looking at this is saying, hey, listen, if he's going to leave the Patriots after this game, like if, if this Sunday is his last game, There is no way he wants to lose that game, like to set that record as a member of the Patriots. You know what I mean? Even if he's going to go somewhere else, especially if he's going to go somewhere else, he doesn't want that hanging over him with just from the the record standpoint in that talk, the most losing his coach of all time. I don't know if that's how people would frame it, but there's a lot going on for that guy. And I don't hear anybody talking about it with that losing record.
2: That's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, certainly all of the haters that want Belichick out are going to be mentioning that record and talking about it. Uh, but, I, you know, I really sense in New England, although sports radio has been all over, you know, get rid of Belichick, fire Belichick, I don't have a lot of fans. I don't hear a lot of fans saying it. Most of the people are like, oh, I, I want to keep him. I want to keep him. I don't, I don't think he should go. And, uh, I, you know, I think that's. I, I think Kraft has made a decision to keep him, not to get rid of him. But we'll, we'll see. Where Nobody really knows the truth.
0: I'd challenge hey, you a little I, bit to say that I, I do think most fans would rather see him go. It's almost a, a like a, it's a guarantee that he's going It's when I hear other stations talk. But uh, we can dig into some other topic. Go ahead. What do you want?
2: Hey, Yeah. So I wondered if you hit the Jokic countdown clock reset button. Did you <laughs> see that last night? Last night from half court, the guy banked the shot in. And then he turns around like it was nothing. <laughs> that guy is so money. It got me thinking. How many of these foreign players are like the best players on their team, right? Like we just saw the Thunder in town with SGA, who's Canadian, right? Tonight, mm-hmm. Utah's coming in. They got in, who's from somewhere, right? And it's, <laughs> you got like all of these foreign players. And the Celtics are like the only ones that are like, oh, like these are the good American players now. I'm, I, was, I mean, Jokic last night, not only did he hit the game-tying shot, he hit the game-winning shot. And a really boneheaded play by Steph Curry last night. Uh, his pass was terrible, a terrible, terrible turnover to, to help them lose that game.
0: Well, they're just in a bad state over there with, with Golden State. What I will tell people, the pistol here has been known to go back and forth with me, kind of jibing me or whatever the right expression would be, in my love for the Celtics. And every year my over, overly optimistic predictions of the Celtics' success and championships that don't seem to ever happen. Uh, he is he is kind of the yin to my yang, I guess. Uh, and he's been correct most of these times. What do you think, Pistol, about the Celtics' chances to go all the way? Because I'm saying it every day here on the show. The Celtics are going to win the NBA title this year.
2: The, the Celtics are a wonderful regular season team. They're a 60-plus regular season team. And they're a probably conference final due to the weakness of the East. Team. I don't see them getting to the finals. I just think their the style of play that they play is not a playoff style, and I think their coach is extremely lacking. So you've got big problems where you're jacking up fifty plus threes a game. If you're trying to do that in the playoffs, I think you know that wins you. Up. You're going to be hot one game, right? Other than that, you know the defenses are going to be able to close out. They're going to be all over your guys. I, I I really I, I just feel like the Celtics you're going to have an awesome 62 65 win season and then you're going to be disappointed coming out of the playoffs. You That's how I see it. I see them as a soft three point shooting, you know, lack of defensive effort kind of team.
0: I don't see that at all. Derek White and Drew Holiday. You think those guys are lack of defensive effort?
2: Did you see Drew Holiday guard Steph Curry? Well, or did you miss that game? Who can
0: guard Steph Curry? I mean, come on, if he wants to cook anybody, he can. But I mean, I, I just feel that the Celts defensively, when it comes time to dig in, Jason Tatum's a heck of a defensive player too. I mean, yeah, he's I'm not gonna say he's absolute shut down, but I think poor Zingas, when he is seven foot two inch frame and the long wingspan, he he's a terror in the middle. It's tough to shoot over that guy. Celts defensively, you can't call them soft defensively.
2: I think they're pretty. I think they're going to be show up to be tough. They're certainly not going to be Miami Heat, right? I mean, the Miami Heat are tough, hard nosed. Every guy they bring into that gym, you know, they just preach toughness all all the time, right? You're telling me you think the Miami Heat are going back to the finals this year? Oh God, I hope not. I mean, it can't happen again, right? Like that, that. If that happens again, the Celtics need to start trading players. So. I'm not on the
0: Milwaukee Bucks train, I'm going to tell you that. I am not I, The Celtics will take down Milwaukee.
2: You know, the, the thing about Milwaukee is they they're so dependent on their wingman getting healthy and and I think the coaching change was not good for them, right? It seems to me like the coaching change was not good for them. So, it's tough to get on the Milwaukee train right now, but there's certainly a team that is is in, you know, in the possibilities of of, of winning it. The so I got a question on the Tatum countdown clock. Does that get reset if Tatum hits a game tying shot?
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely that gets reset. That's what I'm looking for. It's a game winner or game tire. Just hit a shot in an end of game situation that's clutch.
2: Like this Now is- are, are you are you okay if like for the thirteenth time he does a step back three but he hits it this time? Pistol. like that still resets the clock
0: i told you yes i put into youtube i googled this find the the jason tatum game winners you know which one came up the step back off the backboard three he get head against milwaukee like three years ago in the regular season that one popped up we're rolling now, th- you get- go ahead we're rolling towards commercial you got one second ten seconds
2: Everyone gets lucky every once in a while,
0: right? Exactly. It went off the backboard. Now, Jokic did go off the backboard last night, Pistol, but guess what? That wasn't luck. He called his shot, and I'm calling my shot. We're going to close this episode of the Sports Machine with Slim out in the next 10 minutes. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NHtalkradio.com. We're coming right back. To the Sports Machine with Slim. I was just looking online here on ActionNetwork.com, which tells you uh, where the betting action is coming in on games. And for the NFL this weekend, I see that the Houston Texans are getting 86% of the money against the Colts. So there we go. My brother Dave saying his best play of the week is the Colts. I like that. You want to go against... What everybody else is on. 86% is on the Texans. When if you look at their road record, yikes. Not good. Yeah, that those numbers there don't make a lot of sense. But to me, unfortunately, on my side of things, I'm seeing the Chicago Bears are actually taking a ton of the money against the Pack. 75% is on the Bears? Yikes. I would not have thought that. So I can dig into some of those numbers a little bit more, too, but I think we have a caller that's on the line, so I'd rather yield some of my time over to the callers. Go ahead.
3: Jim, you're so po- I'm sorry, Slim, you're so popular. I feel <laughs> bad taking any of your time. I want to play a little setup, man. But uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, uh, Brother Dave, he sounds a little bit like an 80s wrestling heel that would have challenged Hulk Hogan. He's got that deep, deep voice. And your other caller, Pistol, Man, he is one of those good callers who really gets under your skin, saying those Celtics don't play defense and they're just a regular season team, like they haven't gone to the finals multiple times. But we'll see how that all that plays out. But the real thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, two NFL games in particular. Let's what would it. you do if you're the Ravens? What would you do if you're the Patriots? I want to hear Slim's take.
0: Well, with Baltimore, I think sitting Lamar Jackson is a no-brainer, right? You can't. There's no reason for him to play, and I'd imagine they'll sit a couple of their other players at the skill positions as well. But I mean, from an overall, are we going to try to play? I mean, if I'm coaching, yeah, we're going to try to play. I hate Pittsburgh. I mean, you okay, they seen... have a
3: bye next week. What about those players that don't get to play for three weeks? Do you, exactly. Do you feel like sometimes that really kills a team if they try and sit too many guys.
0: I'm pretty sure, Bob. This is what happened to them three years ago or four years ago, where they had the number one seed and they got a bye and they didn't play their last regular season game. And Lamar Jackson came out with a stinker and they lost in the first round of the playoffs or the second round when their first game. So right, there's no doubt that matters. That's sitting a guy
3: for sixty, you know, sixty minutes. That's sitting a guy for three weeks, basically.
0: Exactly. So I mean, for, for, uh, uh, there's definitely a, a positive and minus to it. But for me, I, you know if I'm what? the coach. Yeah, I, I'm playing I most of it. Them.
3: Out. They're going to do the Tom Brady thing, like uh, you know, when you pay a hundred dollars to go see a preseason game, and he plays one series, and then they should just throw Lamar Jackson out there for one, two series, and then sit his butt down.
0: We used to do that with Brady in years when we had playoff yes. every year clinched. He would come out and he'd play a couple drives still well, in that last game. Despite what people
3: have said this year, Bill Belichick sort of knows what he's doing. He's kind of.
0: Yeah, more and more he's convinced me, unfortunately. I still, I'm not saying I like the guy and want to hang out with him and have drinks or anything like that, but he knows how to coach a football team, and he's smarter at coaching than most of the other people on the sidelines. That's why if we replace him, you want somebody else? Good luck, because the person odds are is not going to be that good in in-game situations.
3: So speaking of Belichick, I mean, would you play this like a Doug Flutie kicks the extra point type game where, like, you're not really, you know, you got to throw your guys out there, but if you got the number two overall pick, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world.
0: Well, I think with Belichick, the, Bob, the big thing is that nobody's really talked about. I just mentioned it with the pistol there, is that like, he does not want to lose this game. If you Belichick, he counting,
3: no, all he's doing is counting wins at this point.
0: He's, well, I don't know. I don't think you need to go into the off season though, having tied the record for the most amount of losses all time. I just feel like that's just something... You don't want that to be in the press for the whole year, especially against the Jets. Especially well, like against the that. Jets. All right. All right. like that point. You don't want to have that record be sealed by the Jets. Now, the, I guess the question ultimately would be, do you think Belichick already knows whether or not he's going to be coming back next year? Like, does Bob Kraft know this and, and Belichick know this? or Not 100%. Is it completely, both of these guys, you think, are waiting until Monday to figure out what's going to happen?
3: He's incredibly intuitive. I think he knows... On a subconscious level, but have they had that 100% on paper? No. I think Kraft is, you know, he has the billion dollars. He gets to make the decision, you know, and I, you know, that contract has always been so secretive. Who knows right. how much they'd have to buy him out for? But um, ultimately, I, I, I think it's going to be much ado about nothing and the big guys coming back.
0: I, I'm starting to think the same exact thing. In other sports shows, if you listen to Sports Talk radio stations out there, the other guys, they're all making it like Belichick's gone. And, and, I, 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 and the more I look at this, it's like, why do you want to run him out of the town? I'm going to tell you right now. This dude is definitely one of the best coaches of all time. Okay. Yes, we've had four years now of progressively getting worse since Brady left, but this has been far and away the worst season. And Belichick would come back next year with something to prove it would be a different level don't you feel just from a competitive standpoint something would be different next year
3: right well that's what the way they talk because it's the fellowship of the miserable rick patina was not lying and um i i want to look at the positive i i mean i always say try and win the games but i want that number two overall pick and I want to spend it on Marvin Harrison Jr. And I know we don't have the greatest quarterback to throw to him, and I know we can't get a veteran quarterback and keep two kids and the whole thing, but my God, that, what a talent. That's the guy that I want, and if you get a quarterback in the second, third round, great, but um, I don't want one of those top, top quarterbacks, um, and then you got to you know, do whatever with the guy you invested in and the guy that supplanted him. It's a whole big mess, but um, I just, I agree with you that uh, that USC kid, he ain't it.
0: Caleb Williams. I'm on Jaden Daniels, everybody. I'm on Jaden Daniels. Now, if we have the number two pick, which I'm hoping, and I do actually think the Patriots are going to lose. What is the latest,
3: uh, what's the mark on on, um, Jaden? Could he slip into the top of the second round?
0: No, that's what people were talking about five, six weeks ago, and I was like, "Listen, you bunch of morons! You people have no clue what you're talking about." He's now so you the number third. The he is the like third lowest. Or? He is the third lowest odds to be the number one pick overall. He's ten to one. Now, Here Caleb is. Williams is minus six fifty to win a hundred. Uh, Marvin Harrison, I think, was somewhere like uh, six to one, something like that. Jaden Daniels ten to one. So they're now saying Jaden Daniels will be a top ten pick.
3: Is there? What is the possibility, speaking of uh, sports radio fantasy, that they get a second top pick wherever Jaden Daniels is slotted and they go after him there and actually trade up rather than trading down and down and down and on down?
0: Well, that's. I think that's the ideal situation, Bob, not for nothing, because they, the number two spot in the draft, if we lose, if we get that number two position, we hold all the cards because the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick. And if they're going to trade that pick because they think they're going to get extra value because Caleb Williams, they don't want to draft because they want to keep Justin Fields, the mm-hmm. Bears will want to get Marvin Harrison. So so that's that's the interesting piece of this to me is if the Pats yeah. get that number two pick, like the Bears might say, hey, wait a second, we're number one pick. We're not going to take Caleb Williams. If we don't get the right
3: offer, Ooh. we're going to take Marvin Harrison. So another Keyshawn Johnson where wide receiver goes number one overall. What, what, what are the odds you put on that?
0: I, I mean, I think that's likely. The Bears, likely. you made that trade the year before, right, to, with Carolina. They got the guy. They're going with Fields.
3: They're, They're going with right Fields.
0: There. They're going with Fields. So why wouldn't you want to get
3: Fields Give the best weapon.
0: weapon in the draft?
3: Absolutely. I, You've convinced me.
0: He should be the number one pick. He's the guarantee. You're, you're here saying it. We all know. Like, if the Patriots can get Marvin Harrison, yeah, we need a quarterback, but we, 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 let's take Marvin Harrison because he's a guarantee.
3: And I am going to join you right on the anti-Caleb Williams wagon. <laughs> I, I hope his career stinks.
0: So here's what we do, Bob, right? Let's say they take Marvin Harrison with the number one pick. Now we're in the number two spot. Caleb yeah. Williams is there, right? I don't want him. Now what like. you're talking about, we can trade that pick. Move back to maybe two other picks a little bit later, but maybe it's for like the number six pick and the number twenty or some. Get Jaden Daniels with the six and get one of these other receivers who we know there's studly receivers out there with with a, a second pick in the first round.
3: Now you're saying something just like Caitlin Clark in the three-point contest. Let's make it happen.
0: Let's make it happen. This you makes heard it here of of on the sense.
3: Sports Machine. With
0: next generation sports talk radio up here in New Hampshire. People only only listen to Massachusetts sports talk radio shows. McBFQ. You live in Massachusetts. You listen to this show. Why? Because it's next generation sports talk radio.
3: You're actually so good at this. And it's like I think like I'm this good caller, and then I hear you with your other callers, and I'm like, no, it's Slim that makes you good. It's the banter. It's his energy. You you're really you're really
0: good at this. I appreciate that feedback. I will say it's all of us together. I'm big-time believer. Ubuntu! Ubuntu, let's
3: baby! just keep <laughs> making it bigger and bigger. Let's roll on into UFC next week. Let's keep talking. Ne- UFC?
0: Okay, Bob. Yeah, please, then. If next UFC week. is next week, please next be calling week. the show. And I don't care if we we build it up for a couple different days because I know nothing about that stuff, but uh, I like to hear it, and I, it, it, I know people are interested in it.
3: Yeah, let's uh, Celtics jazz tonight. Watch out for Col- Kelly O'Linux.
0: Thank you very much, my cousin Bob from Quincy, as we start to roll out for today's Friday episode of The Sports Machine with Slim McBFQ, The Pistol, my brother Dave. We got some real good callers on this show, people. If you want in, call us next week. Right here on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com is where you can find us online.